When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Stop Vikings Talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Can I tell you guys I love you? I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I will ride with this group until they don't want us play anymore. Uh, who still rides? Huh? Who's who still rides perhaps, with this group? Uh, perhaps not the head coach at this point. Who knows? I think Gotta he's, see what happens I think on he, Sunday. He's riding still. I think he's riding. They fumble the ball one more time. I think he's going to get off the ride and go home. <laughs> Is he going to? Yeah. What's going to happen? If What if someone fumbles on the first drive again? I, well, I will he, Kevin O'Connell run out there, grab that player by the face mask, and drag them off the field? I think depending on the player, he might have to bench the guy. Like if it's Kirk, you're obviously not going to bench him. But what, I, if it's I, jo- what if it's JJ? You bench JJ? Just, to, just for a series? Uh, no, just I think to send J- a message? He's ooh, ooh, that's an interesting just a series. Just, just a series. Wow. The Hawk, I think, very Let's get susceptible. Season, very susceptible. Going. Madison for sure. Madison for the game. If if Acres and Ty Chandler are active, yeah, I can yeah. see that. Okay, yeah. Johnny Munt, you just cut him on the spot. What if he's the first one to fumble? Oh yeah, just if it's Munt, if it's yeah. Munt, you tell him you go in to the locker room. You're off the team. Take your gear off, and you find a way home. Yeah, you, you don't even get or access just stay to the in team transportation. Or you just stay in Carolina, dude. It Try to catch nice. out with the Dequin, Panthers. Dequin likes, North Carolina's a great little place. I, Charlotte's the only area I haven't explored, really. I've been to, I mean, my brother's in, in Raleigh area, basically. And then I've also been to Asheville, which is, I love Asheville. Um, but I have never been to Charlotte. That's like one of the areas of Carolinas I haven't been to. It's okay. I've covered a couple of games there. Um, it's fine. I, I'm not. I'm not enamored with it, but I don't dislike it either it's just sort of yeah sort, sort of one of those oh i think we did i didn't realize i thought he was turning to the side and we just that's a great picture Spe- screen grab speaking of uh of you know people um of people losing losing their ball security for a series there we just benched phil i think phil just he, he was talking about the phil Vikings hasn't dropped being off and in, in fairness to phil he hasn't dropped off in forever no because he, he bought that not. new computer it's his own computer right Took right. matters into his own hands, and now he, he's dropped off. How quick can we get Phil back? Because we have a, a whole live audience watching us right now. And you know what? This provides an opportunity for Purple Daily to say, come join us. Come one, come all. All of you, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your dogs, tell, tell your cats. I'm not sure if they are allowed. But we're going to be having a uh, Purple Daily watch party. If For the, those of you watching this, you can obviously see it. Park Tavern, St. Louis Park, located Louisiana Avenue South this Sunday. That's right. This Sunday, 
Um, it's going to be followed by a vet line. If it's anything like our draft party was at uh, the Park Tavern in April, it's going to be packed. Now, here's the good news. It's supposed to be nice outside. Oh, yeah. We're, go- we're going to be gathering in the 11th frame, but also because it's supposed to be nice outside, there's a great patio with plenty of TVs that you can uh, show up, watch the game, and then join us for a post-game vet line. Uh, doors open at 8, arrive early, um, and then uh you, you can get breakfast, food from about 8 to 11, and then an ordinary, uh, the lunch menu, which is fantastic, kicks in at 11-ish. Great uh, food, great drinks. We can cheers. We can talk about what's wrong with the Vikings. Bring us your hot takes. And then we'll wind down with a vent line, which hopefully is uh, talking about a 1-3 football team because I feel like 0-4 would be a lot of sports therapy. Park Tavern, mm-hmm. Sunday in st louis park so he came back for a second there and uh and then dropped, dropped right off, off. A- yeah, again not sure, not sure okay. all right start so feedback friday baby anyway join us on sunday it's gonna yeah. be fun no matter what sports therapy and look if you want to talk about like the twins as well because i mean i think there's a lot of ptsd on the twins let's talk about the twins let's talk about anything that your little heart desires all right feedback friday Feedback it. Friday, Declan. I want you. I want you to just give me whatever you want. Throw it out there until Phil joins us. Yes, that's right. This is live YouTube and podcast. When things go wrong from a production standpoint, but we are professionals. Damn it! All right, let's start with this because I, I do know the lead on Feedback Friday. Nice. So uh, the lead here is: Do the Vikings still have a shot at the playoffs, Judd? So they're zero and three. 0-4 mm-hmm. teams typically mean uh, it's a death sentence to make the NFL playoffs, but if you're 0-3, do you still have a shot at making the playoffs? So the only team that's ever made the Phil? playoffs... Hey, Phil. Bolt of Lightning, Thunder, oh, it was. and then the internet just went poof for like three minutes. Okay. Then go okay. Back. I don't know. All right. Here. So... <laughs> Let's start with the question at hand, which is at one and three. Yes, at one and at one and three, it's still obviously a long shot, but they they do they do have a chance. No Vikings team in their history that started in 1961 has ever made the playoffs after they have started zero and three. The only team in the history of the league to make the playoffs at zero and four was the '92 Chargers, who got bounced in the divisional round. Uh, if the Vikings go to 0 and 4, I think their decision process might be, or should be, I guess, things beyond can we make the playoffs. At 1 and 3, I think you can at least take a deep breath and be somewhat positive, although the upcoming short term schedule probably does not scream that you're going to come back and uh, quickly get back to 500. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the extra game because there's 17 games Uh technically helps you mathematically compared to all the other historical examples. And the fact that the Vikings are one of the highest powered offenses in the NFL, that they're not like a garbage. There's a difference between the bears. zero and three and the Vikings. zero and three and the Panthers. zero and three with a rookie quarterback and Andy Dalton versus the Vikings. zero and three with a top 10 quarterback, right? And Justin Jefferson. So, you know, if you were to rank the last 20 years, who are the best 0-3 teams? Hang the banner, right? The Vikings would be one of the best 0-3 teams in terms of like where they stack up with offense and yards per play, four yards per play against, et cetera. So, um, but I don't know. What was the original question? Like, are they screwed? Is that the question? <laughs> no, I, I used uh, the lead of what I did know from Feedback Friday Day. Oh, do the Vikings gotcha. still have a shot at the playoffs? Do they still have a chance at the playoffs? Yeah, and, and good transition here into Skull VA who chimes in. 
And actually, you know what we should do? We should, because I got bolted off by a, a storm here. We should shout out our friends at TCL. And we should give them some applause here because tomorrow is the last day of TCL as a, as a title presenting sponsor here on Purple Daily. And they have been with us on 1500 ESPN Radio and on Score North and Purple Daily for over 10 years. And sometimes it just happens that there are changes in the way that companies market and the way that they go about their plans. And so they're not going to be doing as much local marketing as they have in the past. They've completed their objectives locally, and they're and they're just doing some different things. And so um, it's an amicable and and happy parting of ways. Oh, mess them up. We still believe that you should be buying TCL TVs. The door is open for a partnership in the future. But uh, a shout out to our friends at TCL for many, many, many years of helping us build platforms here, uh, Purple Daily and Score North. So Skull VA says, guys, I started listening to you in the off season of 2021. I've loved the show. 0-3 sucks, but I think your takes when the Vikings were winning ugly last year were way more reasonable and balanced than they are now that they are losing ugly. I know uh, that the that the pill is harder to swallow than last year, but that's what separates you from other guys. You guys are better than panicking over the record. Phil was thinking critically after the first loss, but now after the second and third losses, you've all started hitting the panic button. You know, should, I guess, are we being hypocritical? Last year, we were kind of like, it's not that fraudulent. Look at how great they are situationally. And now we're like, the sky is falling, panic, 0-3, trade everybody. So if you have one game where you fumble three times or multiple times, okay, come back from that. But then you fumble, or I'm sorry, the first game was two fumbles, if I'm not mistaken, and the K.J. Osborne pick thrown by Kirk. The second game was four turnovers. The third game was two. That's not, I'm sorry, I'm not going to blame that all on luck. Ball security is like it is the biggest thing in football. Period. Like if you can't secure the football, you're going to lose games. So I don't think it's panic to criticize them for having three games in which they have sabotaged themselves. Um, also, as we've talked about before, last year, I think we pushed back on. Well, it's all luck. Okay, yeah, it was a lot of fortune, but they create that as well. So if, if I'm going to sit there a year ago with 13 wins and say, okay, let's give them credit for creating fortune. When you create misfortune, I can't be like, well, that's luck. That's bad luck. But the good luck last year was, was really, really smart. So I think I've been very consistent because, yes, luck plays a role in all of sports. I'm not saying it doesn't. But you also, like, do you consider every turnover just to be unlucky? The Justin Jefferson reaching out the football was unfortunate. Like, that's a bad mistake, too, but it's unfortunate. Um, but when you can't hang on, when, when TJ Hawkinson, a big, big, strong tight end, basically gets stripped of the football, that's not luck. That's a really bad play by him. So right. I, 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 I think we're I consistent. I, but I, I would say, and maybe I've been consistent, I think last year my my criticism of the 13 wins last year was it's really not long-term sustainable long-term meaning usually over the course of a season. And they, and they sort of skirted by playing all these close games and coming back with their hair on fire that if you're playing exclusively close games, you're going to get burned at some point or you're, or it's going to level out. You're going to, you're going to be 500. Think about this. The Vikings played like 
three or four blowout games last year, lost them. Or they, I guess the Packers game technically was, you could say, a blowout win for the Vikings. And then they lost. They got smoked. They were like one in three in their four uh, blowout games. And then they were 11-0 in their one-score games. Those one-score games historically aren't going to go your way to that extent. You're going to have seasons where you might go four and six in one-score games. Can you win four games by 14, by 20? And over the year and a half of Kevin O'Connell, this team has shown an inability to create that separation. So to me, like, whether you want to call it luck or just football gods or the ball bouncing a certain way, if you're constantly putting yourself in a situation where it's a close game in the fourth quarter, you're not going to win all of those games. Sometimes you get unlucky. Sometimes someone makes a dumb play or a bad play or a mistake. Sometimes the other team just beats you. But And this might be a good weekend here against this Carolina team to just beat a team by 17 points. Go win this game 31 to 13 or something, right? And then maybe people can start to believe that a comeback from this 0-3 hole is possible. And I guess, I don't know, I I knew that there was going to be some regression for sure from last year into this year, but what I've just seen in the in the three games, even with the crazy amount of unlucky turnovers, I just I still haven't seen enough that suggests that this looks like a good football team. And that's, I think, what I have concerns with. And even though despite um, the Flores defense looking much different and honestly more optimistic, it still isn't great. Um, you have offensive line that on paper and statistics are saying it's actually been a lot better, but I test still doesn't match that up. Your running game isn't all that great. So I just I have, I think, a lot more questions to these three games. If they go and beat, beat the Panthers and they win big, awesome. But I have a lot more questions about this team than I probably thought about in the offseason. I'm going to acknowledge one commenter here only one time because I always see Mike J in all caps just losing his mind in the comment section every episode of Purple Daily. So he's he's now done this like 17 times here in this live stream on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Mackie is obsessed with meaningless stat blowout wins. Blowouts have no correlation with Super Bowl champions. Point differential does, though, Mike. Tell me a Super Bowl winning team that had a minus point differential in the regular season. I don't think you're going to, maybe you can find one. I don't know. Maybe Is there a one? Is there like a nine win team that won the Super Bowl with, with a minus point differential? No idea. Teams with wide point differentials in the regular season generally win more games. You don't get a wider point differential in the regular season to prove you are a good team by winning every game by two points. You need some blowouts. So yes, scoring margin, point differential, absolutely correlates with Super Bowl success. Thank you for your time, Mike J. Please take your caps lock off. Okay. I think, I think the... We just gave him time. We, we gave him some time. Caps I believe the 07 Giants... No, they were still positive. What was this? So the, the 07 Giants are like the most questionable Super Bowl winner ever, that right? That was a plus 22 point differential team. In the regular season. In okay. the regular season. Yep. They what were about... Very... Um, yeah. What about like last year here? 2022 NFL standings. Let's go through the best teams in the NFL. The teams that were really there at the end, right? Philadelphia Eagles. What was their point differential? Oh, they were, uh, well, this is 2023, in which they are a plus point differential, obviously. Uh, the Eagles were a plus 133 point differential last year. The Kansas City Chiefs were a plus 127 point differential last year. The Bengals 
plus 96. The Buffalo Bills, a plus 169. The San Francisco 49ers, a plus 173. You don't get to be a plus 150 by winning every game by three points at the end of the fourth quarter. You need to blow teams out to show that you can actually make it to the Final Four championship weekend. The 2011 Giants were the negative one. They were negative six. There you go. That's that's the example with an incredible defensive line. Yeah. So if you want to build your whole blueprint around like the one outlier in NFL history, then you can do that. Now you might say, well, wait a second. The Cowboys were a plus 125 last year, and they turned out to be kind of a dud. Yeah. No one's saying that every team that racks up blowouts is going to be a Super Bowl team. But generally, it's like it's like square rectangle, right? Generally, if you're going to win a Super Bowl, you have to be good enough to create some separation from the other teams in the NFL, all right? Yeah. Well, and the problem right now is the Vikings are purely uh, giving points away. They are literally fumbling points away because they have what is our sustained drives. Um, the look, the formula to be zero and four, zero and three at this point is third down issues, which the Vikings had on Sunday. Now they've not been terrible in the first two games. Uh, red zone issues where the Vikings have not been good and turning over the football. But, but I mean, are those things, but again, I'll come back to, I, I feel like we attribute luck way too much. The three things I just said, are they luck? Like red zone efficiency has nothing to do with luck or fortune. It's got to do with execution. Largely. Yes. Yep. And, and, and uh, okay. If you're playing, peewee football and your and your kids team let's let's say it's Booney sixth grade team fumbles the ball that might be unfortunate bad luck in the national football league your job is to hang on to the football like like that's why they keep saying that's why o'connell's cliche now is you need to hand the ball to the official this is tom bernard can't get enough of sports talk with phil Mackey and judd zolgad tune in to the new tom bernard show podcast monday through friday as phil and judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. I think maybe if we replace with fumbles, for instance, there's definitely some luck in who recovers a fumble. So if, if you have a lost fumble rate that's like you're losing 80% of your fumbles, that's probably some bad luck. But the actual dropping of the football, if we just replace the word luck with sustainability, because usually teams that fumble a bunch early on, usually they correct it by emphasizing it. Okay, guys, we've fumbled a bajillion times in the first three weeks. We're all going to go around the lunchroom holding footballs while coaches try and poke it out of your arms, right? Yep. So I would be shocked if the Vikings fumbled three more times here. Like, it should be a problem they're correcting. But I was shocked when Hawkinson dropped that ball on the first – First drive last uh, last week. So Chris Gotti chimes in and says, I just want to say I don't understand why every week so many Vikings fans are complaining. This season is unique and that we are totally free rolling this year as fans. If the Vikings turn it around, then we get to watch a competitive quality team. Yay. If they continue to suck, we get a top draft pick in a rich quarterback class. Yay. There's no losing here. As the worst person in the NFL once said, R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Stop complaining every damn week and enjoy the damn free roll we've been gifted. Really? That's an interesting way to see it. I feel um, like he's missing a very important middle ground, which is they finish eight and nine and miss the playoffs and draft. You 20th, know what? But you know what? This allows me. 
This allows a great, in fact, it allows all of us. It allows the entire show. And we got a bunch of folks watching, and we appreciate you. You know, I'm going to, Sports Dad is going to defend the Minnesota sports fan. Wow. I feel like I feel like we are asked, I feel like the Minnesota sports fan is asked to put up with so much. And, and so, but in this weird passive-aggressive way, it's like, you know, enjoy the season, which is what Ty said. Free roll, it's a free... You know what? At some point in time, I am not going to crap on those who have expectations. At Amen. some point yeah. in time, and 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 you know what? If you spend the entire game challenged, fumbling the ball, or 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 uh, failing in the red zone, and a pass gets completed late in the game to T.J. Hawkinson, and it's a big play, and some fans get excited, I'm not going to say you know what you should have done. Shut up. You cost the team the game. This is all your fault. This is, you know what, Minnesota sports fans, this is all your fault. I try to blame, dude. Dex missed a good opportunity to blame Billy and his child in the fourth row for being too loud on that last drive. Half of them who were yelling, (laughs) clock the ball, clock the ball, or, or or on the flip side, you know, you fans are too quiet. You aren't good fans. You're way too quiet. You should be noisy. You know, I feel like we're dumping. Why are we dumping on the fan base here? Yeah, it's go weird. score it. Go clock the ball if it's too loud. Yeah, you know people are excited. Okay, I'm but why are we you. telling them to the back up? But like, why are we telling? Oh, just enjoy the season. Why would you enjoy what we've seen so far? I don't blame people. Yeah, we're not here. And by the way, if I will say this, I don't want to, Chris Gotti. Okay, if you feel like you can sort of take a Zen approach to watching Fine. this zero three team, that's totally cool too. I in my in my life as a sports fan, I've had to create some separation emotionally from teams because I know what's going to happen. You know, kind of pick and choose when I'm going to fully buy in emotionally. So if you can do that, that's awesome. If you come here for sports therapy, that's awesome too. We are here for you. So we're not you know we're not here to clown on. Uh, however, you need to digest this 0 and three start. Go ahead, do what you got to do. A- yes. Speaking of, Alex Pachetti yes. chimes in here, loyal listener. I've wanted the Vikings to rebuild ever since they were totally outclassed by the 49ers in January of 2020. Mm. I don't think they've ever been realistic contenders since then, even going 13 wins last year. Since that 49ers loss, I have felt guarded against emotionally investing in this team. I wasn't even that excited about last year's team. Since the gift in Buffalo, the Vikings are 5-7. and seven. Yes, the Wilfs are great owners. They genuinely want the team to be competitive every year, but they don't want to be bad even for a one-year reset, and Quasey doesn't have the power to override them. Hell, I still can't stop thinking about Quasey saying that Lenny Wilf texts him all the time about the roster. Talk about feeling your boss looking over your shoulder. Hey, it's Lenny. Hey. Hey, Quasey, it's Lenny. I got a couple ideas. I'm friends with him. He's a great guy. I love Lenny. Are you friends with Lenny? Yeah, when I was on the beat, I, I used to t- talk to him. And in fact, you know what? Lenny gave Seifert and I one of the greatest scoops of all time, but we we d- didn't care uh, because the will. I think he has a stake in the Yankees. He literally told us the Sunday before Joe Torre stepped down that Joe Torre was going to resign the next wow. day. You could have broken that, wow. and we could have broken it. And, and we're both you like, well, been, we're, you would have been hired by the Vikings. New York Post. Judd Judd would have been in New York the last fifteen Le- years. Lenny also, if I'm not mistaken, at least this was the case at one time, had the most expensive divorce in the history of the state of New Jersey. <laughs> wow! Wow! Holy cow, dude! Judd, yeah, let's, get, let's get Lenny on the. Yeah, so, we're boys. so I can see how maybe having Lenny like texting you every day. Hey, I got. 
I've been watching uh, LSU this weekend. Well, I got an angle on a defensive back you guys might like. So uh, Alex continues, I am absolutely resigned to the fate that this team will just grind it to seven or eight wins. And even if they somehow win the division, they'll just get destroyed in the divisional round, just like January 2020. Mm. Uh, he continues and says, all of this said, am I wrong to feel like this team is going to be stuck in purgatory for the next three to five more seasons? I don't see a way out of the middle. Okay, so I love this note because I guess I might not agree in every way, but I, I have one thing that I agree with completely, and it's a roster construction thing, and it is the Vikings have tried to address it but been unsuccessful. That Niners game to me, and, and Philadelphia has since taken a page from this. When you think about the lines there, the offensive and deep defensive lines, and how much those teams kick your ass, I remember coming out of that game and watching, and Phil, I think we talked about it extensively on, on the old show, if I'm not mistaken. But do you remember that they just beat the Vikings up? Like they literally, they beat them on the scoreboard, but they also beat them up. And I remember thinking, this is the blueprint. And they've the Vikings have tried to address it offensive line-wise with you know some high draft picks, um, but they've never come close. Like the Vikings are, compared to like what the Niners or Philadelphia offer, the Vikings are still soft. And I remember coming out of that game in particular thinking, okay, these are where the best teams are going. The Vikings have still not gone there. When's the last time the Vikings drafted an interior defensive lineman high up? Oh, Sharif Floyd? Like first Floyd. or second round. And then yeah. there's someone, had, some, I saw this on floating on Twitter in the last week. I think it might even go back to Kevin Williams or something. Like there, it's, it's a well, staggering Sharif, amount. Sharif Floyd is correct. And Floyd that was, I think, out. one of three. I believe the Sharif Floyd draft was Xavier Rhodes, Sharif Floyd, and then they traded back in to get Teddy? Cordell Patterson. Or, or Cordell, Cordell. So here are, I'm just going to go like top four rounds. Here are defensive tackles the Vikings have taken in the top four rounds. James Lynch in 2020 was a fourth round pick. So you got to go all the way back to even like a fourth round stab at interior defensive line. Okay. Uh, you see me scrolling. Jaleel Johnson in 2017 was a fourth round pick. Uh, Iowa, I believe. Holy cow. I'm yeah. 2013. Sharif Floyd was their first round. One of their three first round picks in 2013. Alarms. And then and he would have been good, actually. Yeah. Christian Ballard was a fourth round pick in 2011. Interesting. And then Latroy Guyon was a fifth round pick in 08. I mean, this is insane. They're not even. Now, I get it. You can't draft every position every year. I mean, if, if they flipped it. So Kevin Williams was a first round pick in 03. That's 20 years ago. Yeah. In 20 yeah. years, they've only had yeah. two defensive tackles drafted in rounds one, two, or three. And not to completely defend him, but I mean, if you go back, so starting with Kevin, you had Kevin and Pat, right? Then you even had guys on the edge like Ray Edwards and Jared Allen. You signed Linval Joseph. There was a 18-year period where the Vikings defensive line was really damn good. Now, it hasn't been good since 2020, and that is a product of not addressing it probably when those guys were coming up. You probably should have been fixing this around like 2017-18 time. So you're not completely just, you know, awful right now. But, I mean, I think we took it for granted, too. Because, like, stopping the run is not, like, the sexiest thing. And, we and in general, running back now in, in today's NFL, like, we don't really value them. 
but now you're seeing like these defensive lines that are just monsters on the Eagles and the 49ers and the Vikings have not addressed it when they yeah. probably should have after Linval's reaching his uh, post prime. And and with Mike, they actually so the Linval um, signing, I think he was coming out of his first contract with, with the Giants was so like if you're willing to make that move, that's absolutely fine. You don't have to draft a guy. Mm-hmm. The problem is now the replacement has been Harrison Phillips, who I think is just a guy. Um, they they went out if I if I'm correct about this. Pat Williams was a free agent from the Bills. So like if you're willing to go the free agency route and invest, okay, then you don't have to necessarily be drafting guys high. But they haven't done either now. Yeah, it's it, man, that's kind of shocking when you lay it out the way that we just did here. Yeah, I think I need a beer after. After reading uh, those drafts going back there, what, what should I drink, Judd? Do you have any recommendations? Oh, uh, well, yeah. Why don't you drink one of these? In fact, you know what? It is very, very fitting. In fact, we'll be enjoying some of these on Sunday at the Park Tavern during our watch party. Why don't you have a Before I Die from our friends at Surly? Kyle Tige you know and I, Kyle from yeah? Flagrant House and I cheersed a couple of those yesterday. A couple Before I Dies. He's in town for a Wolves Media Day. I saw you guys. I I saw you guys at at, uh, at the uh, do uh, do a uh, reaction video together. But you know mm-hmm. what? Before I die, this is where it's at because you know, good or bad, until the mission's accomplished, this speaks to what the goal is. Surly knows. We know here at Purple Daily what the goal is, and that is a championship before we die. So as the weekend nears, go to your liquor store, stock up. And then show us your cans. That's right. At, at Jay Zolgad on Twitter. Always love to retweet you, give you shout outs, give you the love that you deserve. Show us your cans, folks. Show us your cans. Um, also, you know, our dogs aren't old enough to legally drink yet, but they are old enough to eat Nutrisource, chicken and rice, food. That's where Maya's specialty lies. That's what, you, uh, that's what Maya tells you when you said she's not old enough to drink. What are you talking about? He's yeah, like, wait a second, like, I gotta yeah, wait. I gotta wait that. seventeen more years before I turn twenty-one. <laughs> no, she's like in dog years, you moron. I'm like thirty-five. I'm drunk right now. Stella, right there. You know what? She tells me what what's what, and that's why she tells me, "Pop, pop, it's time for my training rewards treats." When I go outside, if you don't have a training rewards treat from our friends at Nutrisource prepared for when I walk in the door, there's going to be trouble to play. Look at that look. Oh, and speaking of looks, the Vinster, the Vinster, put out the little oh, froggy legs. What a look. Look at me. Look at me. So he, you know, he wasn't a big fan of the thunderstorms uh, early this morning. I'd, I had to wake up at about 4 a.m. I got woken up by the thunder and a little bit of a startled dog. I had to close the windows. And luckily, just pop pop a little Nutrisource in and go back to sleep, son. It's okay. It's going to be all right. Don't worry about the thunder. Here's your Nutrisource. NutrisourcePetFoods.com, the official pet food of Purple Daily and Score North. Uh, and a shout-out to our friends over at uh, Federated Mutual Insurance Company, too. So, you know, Federated is all about helping you maximize your business through risk management. They have all sorts of tools and resources you can gain access to at federatedinsurance.com, where their corporate culture is grounded in equity, integrity, teamwork, and respect. Those are the four cornerstones that create the foundation that supports all of Federated's interactions and decision-making. They apply it to your business, and they help you uh, ward off risks that are out on the horizon. So, Check them out, federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right. Daniel Smith says, hey, boys, I'm checking in as a member of the Vikings Twitter unwavering Vikings loyalty supervisor. He's uh, in our leadership cabinet. South Carolina chapter, formerly North Carolina. 
We're 0-3, but I am the unwavering Vikings loyalty supervisor, so I'll be driving three hours to Charlotte this weekend to be in attendance to cheer on our boys. This will be my fiance's first Vikings experience, so I'm excited she'll get this memory with my brother and I as we officially welcome her into the family. Please, someone bring me a before I die as they still don't sell them down here. Hopefully, you guys have a good time at the game, Daniel. Um, and maybe you'll find a, a before I die somewhere down there. Bad Dad Joke says, with the season getting less relevant by the week, I only have one question. Which NFL head coach would win a hot dog eating contest? Oh. And why is it Andy Reid? Yeah, I was going to say, say it's Andy Reid, right? What if we took Andy Reid off Campbell? the table? Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell, man. That guy's metabolism must just churn, right? He said, I'm going to go home and ha- ha- have a beer. My, my guess is uh, with Sunday off, Dan Campbell's going to have more than one beer. I bet Dan oh, yeah. Campbell will crush a 12 or each day of the off of the Lions a off. 12 or at least 12. Which yeah. other? Yeah, there's not as many like 12 big coaches as there used to be. Guys are more in shape, but that might help you. Like if your They're metabolism younger. is just churning. Kevin O'Connell, I, how, how many hot dogs a year do you think Kevin eats? On 4th of July, he probably indulges a couple dogs on 4th of July. I no, yeah, that. I'm you with know, you on that. I could eat a hot dog every you. single day for the rest of my life and be satisfied. Yeah. I, I do love like hot dogs. Hot dogs. I I'm with too, you man. on that. Brats or hot dogs? Hot dogs. So hot dogs first, bratwurst second, but they're both yeah. amazing. Yeah, Really? See, I yeah. go brats. I go brats first, hot dogs. I love a good brat. <laughs> what about Arthur Smith with that little mustache? Yeah. I bet that guy could. He eats poorly. Put a down. Yeah. So, because, because, like, I think my guess is O'Connell, Lafleur, Shanahan, McVay. McVay. All those guys eat really Mike well. Mike McDaniel probably. You no, know, Mike McDaniel probably slices a hot dog up yeah, with a knife and a he fork. He puts that you know? in his mac and cheese for sure. He cut. He cuts up the hot dog and puts it in his mac and cheese with a glass yeah. of milk. He's like with twelve. Gla- yes. Yeah. 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 Like hey, Stefanski. probably never had a hot dog. You know? Yeah. Stefanski does not eat hot dogs. I don't know, Arthur man. Smith's a great one. What about Matt Eberflus? That guy sounds like he eats hot dogs. And he's a defensive guy. You know who might you know who I bet does? Mike Tomlin. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mike Tomlin that. looks Old like he's guy. a, Probably a likes normal. A good hot dog. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, he he might be a brat guy, but yeah, he definitely he definitely would indulge in things. Um Frank Wright. What do you think? I think Frank Reich enjoys hot dogs. I don't think he's beating Dan Campbell in a hot dog eating contest. Yeah. Pete Carroll? Well. Pete Carroll loves him a hot dog. Absolutely. Think so? Yes, I was I gonna think say, Pete Carroll likes himself a hot dog. Why not? Pete Carroll, He's made it this far. Pete Carroll strikes me, too, as a Pinot Grigio after work guy, for sure. Uh, we've reached the time in the show now where uh, we're going to check in on sad Packer fans and coaches. When the Packers lose, we bring you Packer Vent Line on Purple Daily. Go, Pack, go! What do you think happens when you have a... To cause the first half like that, where you just you couldn't, you got nothing. I mean, we suck, Pete. I mean, we got our ass kicked. If I knew, it wouldn't have happened. Matt, they didn't blitz until um, the last. That's a BS question, man. They didn't blitz until the last play of the first half. Um, They sent four or less most of the time. Why couldn't you guys protect, do you think? It wasn't good enough. They whipped us, they manhandled us. Again, if I knew the answer to that, it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> wow. Go, Pat, go! Testy. 
That was um, uh, Pete Doherty first, who, who is the Green Bay Press-Gazette's. Uh, he, he was a beat writer. He's now, I think, their Packer columnist. And then Rob Demosky, of, uh, who, who used to work with Pete. Mm. I don't think it's a BS question by Pete, though. I mean, you know what? Take the question wherever you want, coach. It's funny how these coaches like Sean Payton, Chris Thomason triggered Sean Payton. So, coach, you guys got your ass well, kicked. Why'd that happen? But, but yeah. I'll I'll side with Peyton there yeah, because I, I Chris Chris sets things up with facts. Coaches don't like you don't need to tell the coach the facts. Yeah, coach. Uh, I'm looking at the the first half here. It's coach. great. Though. Well, there's a pretty big train wreck there. You guys uh, gave up 19 explosive yeah. plays and 35 points. Do you understand the historical magnitude of how awful you were, coach? Coach. Yep. Yep. Let's go. Well, I, and he he would do the same to Zimmer. Like he oh, would God. give him like chapter and verse of like a press release of you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coach. This, uh... this is the thirteenth time you've lost by seventy four points in the last twelve games, coach. And your defense ranks, you know. And 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 the question becomes, what's the question? But I mean, Pete's question there to Lafleur was very fair. In in the response, we got our ass kicked. That's not a BS question, and it's a great response. That's the thing is Pete won because Pete got the response he wanted. Yeah, it's great. And it's all over the media. Well, what else we got for Packer Vent Line here? Go, Pack, go! This is not on the inexperience. This is not on Jordan Love and Jaden Reed and Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft and Dontavian Wicks being young players, Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson being young players. It wasn't about that. This was Matt LaFleur. This was Rich Bisaccia. This was Joe Barry. This was a defense that couldn't get off any blocks, that was getting punked at the line of scrimmage over and over and over. Have some heart. Have some dignity, man. This was an incredibly dispiriting performance by this Packers team that looked like they were ready to take off. Mm. Boy, you hate to see it. Go, Pat, go! Did they? I hate to see it. Okay. All right. I liked the whole thing until the end. Um, as bad as the Vikings have been, did the Packers really look after, by the way, uh, what now, two games ago, just absolutely peeing down their pant leg against the Falcons? Did they really look like they were ready to take off? No, they were. Yeah, they're not. They're, Come they're on. trying. They're trying. This is a transition year for them, right? right. Do Packer fans like did Packer fans really think they were just going to? Step in and win eleven games, and this know. is a this is a figure out what you have kind of a year, right? Yeah. Yes, right. And you shouldn't get your ass kicked physically, but like you're not when you blew that game against the Falcons, you in no way are ready to take off. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's your Packer vent line here. When we'll work on oh. Bears vent line too for go, Pat, for next week, especially if they lose to the Broncos at home. The winless Broncos. Jake T says, what's up, guys? I was wondering if Judd could further explain the Fran Foley situation you guys talk about with the Vikings and why he was ultimately fired. Also, do you think the same could happen to Quasey? Because clearly this dude is a con man. Also, do we think hiring KOC over Harbaugh was a mistake? KOC seems to barely hold his own players accountable until it's almost too late. I would love to see the last year and a half run back with Jim Harbaugh as the coach, just out of curiosity. But uh, can you explain, Sports Dad, to our younger Purple Daily audience, who is Fran Foley and why does he matter? 
So Fran Foley was an executive of some sort with the San Diego Chargers. And when Brad Childress got the job here in uh, 2006, right after the 2005 season, um, he was given control. He was basically the pseudo GM, but needed a right-hand man. They went and hired Fran Foley. So Childress, just to be clear here, had control of the 53-man roster. So I think Fran's title was the same as Spielman's was for a long time, like executive vice president of uh, player personnel or something. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, long story short, Fran got here and was um, uh, pretty much a horse's ass. He uh, His first press conference, I believe, was on the draft, and he referred to it as the player procurement process, which was hilarious. But it's like you're, it's like you're, you are, yeah, you're, you are. Um, And then we got to the actual draft itself, and I'm not going to use the exact words uh, because I don't want to offend folks. But at at one point, uh, after Tavares Jackson, who was definitely a children's pick, was taken, Foley was asked about, you know, the decision because he was clearly supposedly involved. And he used a very not um, not derogatory, not directly derogatory, but he used a very condescending word about Tavares Jackson that you don't use when it comes to a quarterback or a person who's black. Yeah. Um, it was not like the N word. It was not it was not terrible, but it was also like, uh, whoa, did he just really say that? Hmm. Um, and so then at some point in time, shortly after all, all of that, it came out that the Vikings um, the Vikings weren't pleased. And Fran also want, wanted to fire a bunch of people. The legend is he supposedly told a secretary on a Friday, don't come in on Monday because it's going to be so bad. And like the Wilfs, <laughs> the Wilfs, to their credit, you know, the Wilfs have been like, that's the one thing. They didn't come in and fire a ton of folks. Yeah. And so I think they blocked all of this. But around the same time, God bless him because he's a great reporter. Uh, my colleague at the Star Tribune at the time, Kevin Seifert got his hands on some information that Fran Foley's um, bio, so hence his resume, was not accurate, was not entirely. And this is around the same time, the same time period, roughly, as the George O'Leary George stuff. George O'Leary and Notre Dame. No, Notre Dame. Wake up the which, echoes. Which, by the way, George then came here as the D.C. for Tice. But anyway, so Seifert wrote about the fact that, like, I think Fran Foley said he played college football somewhere. It turned out he didn't. I, th- I think he said he had been on coaching staffs in college. I love that it. He wasn't. So, and George O'Leary at Notre Dame, you know, I, he like fudged his resume to "I am a six-time national yeah. champion coach." <laughs> like, no, you're not actually. So, Calm down. so I think all of this created a situation because he did sue the team. I, um, I'm almost positive. I think all of that created a situation where Fran was then shown the door with cause. Um, and Rick Spiel- and I don't know what happened to Fran Spielman then, but this got done so quickly. Like this tenure was so brief that in May of 2006. So we're talking months after a few months after Foley was hired. Spielman was hired away. He, he had gone to ESPN. And yeah, Rick had his flaws, but he was a football guy and he could be prickly at times, but he was not an ass. Yeah. Um, and so that that was the very brief, very Vikings like history of Fran Foley. I would not draw a comparison to Quasi. Like, I don't know that Quasi's done anything that was um, not above no. board. I don't think but we can certainly like, talk about, you know, his moves. Foley was a con man. Quasi's not a con man. If anything, Quasi is just like, not well, a good identifier of talent in right. the draft or something, right? Both of them, both of them might end up being hires that shouldn't have been made, and and an expectation that they can make that next step. 
like we don't know know that but yeah i would fran foley struck me personally as a lousy guy quasi's done nothing to strike me as a lousy person yes uh, hey, by the way, we are six subscribers away from 40,000 on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. So if if there are six of you that are currently watching that haven't yet clicked the subscribe button and the like button, we are six away from 40,000 subscribers on this channel, on this community. So thank you guys for helping us grow this thing. Uh, here's another question here in terms of Sports Dad maybe educating the audience. Kyler, uh, Kyler Pekarak says, can you explain why you think Ryan Grigson is a horrible right-hand man for Quasi? What's his bad track record? What did he do bad? My understanding is he was the Colts general manager previously, right? I mean, Sports you guys dad? could, well, I mean, Phil, you, you can talk, talk about this too. Andrew Luck, who I think still, I mean, I think he will go down as, as a genera- you know, a generational type. Like, he was a great quarterback. I don't think there's a debate about that. Yeah. Ryan Grigson, as the GM of the Colts, basically um, did Couldn't not put a give... roster on him. No defense, no, no offensive, offensive line. line. Like, yeah. I mean, that's... They, they, they wound up trading a first-round pick for Trent Richardson at one point, that running back that was a dud. I think that was Grigson, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, yes, yes, with, yeah. uh, with Cleveland, because... Cleveland jumped the Vikings. The Khalil, you know, that, that Khalil swap was uh, the fact that Cleveland got the Vikings, what, third overall pick, right? Or second or fourth pick to take uh, Richardson. The Vikings moved back one spot, got Khalil. And then to your point, the Colts traded a first round pick. I mean, Ryan Grigg, you, you look at what Ryan Grigson did with the Colts and you find me the positives of the roster construction. I would say he, like Andrew Luck, after listening to that documentary last summer, I wouldn't say Ryan Grigson's the biggest reason why he retired because I think Andrew Luck is a very weird guy. I just think mm-hmm. he's a weird duck, and he had his own reasons of why he walked away from the NFL, and I don't think Ryan Grigson on the pie chart of blame for why Andrew Luck retired is the number one slice. Oh, but he has a significant portion on that piece of pie. Yeah. Um, he He's a bit of a buffoon. And if if that's the guy that I, is making more of the day to day football personnel operations for Quasi, yes, I have significant pause on that. I, I would rather have if it was, hey, you could have one of these three guys as the general manager as the Vikings going forward right now. You have to ask me right now: Quasi, Ryan Grigson, or Rick Spielman comes back. I would rank Rick Spielman number one Spielman. right now on that list. Spielman. Yep. It's so weird, yeah. but yes, Spielman. I'm not I saying agree. it's a great option. I'm just saying like that's yes. kind of where I'm at right now. Uh-huh. Uh, Adam Hall says, my take on the end of the Chargers game is, <clears throat> excuse me, that KOC deserves a greater share of blame than Cousins. Judd's been throwing a ton of criticism at Kirk, and rightly so, but that mess was definitely more of a head coach's making than the quarterbacks. Why on fourth and five did they not huddle and either make a second play call in the huddle in case they got the first down or not just spike the ball? It's play calling one-on-one in that situation to call two plays in the huddle Yes, the Vikings quarterback should show better leadership there, but it was a far greater indictment of O'Connell. Why didn't they just have a second play queued up? And you know what? He's a thousand percent right. And this is what I've been trying to convey on Twitter the entire week to the Crusaders who are coming after Sports Dad Hard. I'm getting old. I can't take this anymore. But you know what, folks? There's times where you can blame everybody. You don't need to defend anybody. And that's my thing with Kirk is this this just default defense of, well, it's not his fault. Well, no, it's it's his fault. Well, Hawkinson should have caught the ball. Yes, he should have. That that would have been nice, too. Well, KOC screwed up. Yes, he did. 
Like there's no like like this thing about I'm going to choose sides and avo- no. we're going we're to make sure someone avoids blame over here. Yes, right? yeah. But but explain that to me. Why why are we like blame this person, blame that person? How about we do this? How about we make a pie and blame them all and put them in it <laughs> every Monday? I try to blame after a Viking. I try game. to blame. Yeah. By the way, uh, forty thousand. Get the flag. Oh oh, hold on. First time it's going to wave. First time we're waving a long time. Woo! Thank you, guys. 40,000 YouTube subscribers. By the way, I'm being careful to keep it down after I got in trouble for being too loud during yesterday's show. Oh, no. I got chastised. I got chastised by the wife. For for, uh, Oh, the random Viking. The random Viking Viking celebration. I was, uh, let's just say, after that show got done and I went to get get more coffee, um, I was told that um, that really didn't sound professional. Oh, it's, it sounded unprofessional. It okay. sounded unprofessional. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and the fact that uh, that that was a shtick. Basically, what I was told was my shtick was old. My shtick will never go away. The shtick will never go away. No, I love you guys too much. <laughs> Uh, I don't know that the goal is to be professional here on this show. Ah, being professional is boring. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. What else we got? What else we got? Um, Alex says, he has a question. We all know that the first 15 plays of a game are scripted. How scripted are they? As an example, like last week, we came out with five straight run plays. But then let's say like one run gets blown up and now you're facing a third and 12 after two plays. Do you stay with the same run play? No. Is there a decision? So third down plays are a different part of the script. Right. They've got their sort of first and second normal flow scripted plays, but then they've got their third down scripted plays. So those are all part of, they might have like, you know, nine or 10 first and second down plays and then like five or six third down plays they can tap into. That's, that's how mm-hmm. I've heard it works, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you adjust the script um, depending on the situation. So those, those first five plays actually went well. Mm-hmm. So they just kept the script. But yeah, if it Third goes to like 18, oh, yeah, crap, we have a, let's run right in the line. Up the middle run play called here. Yeah. We're going to run power. Let's go. Another one can do about that. (laughs) Um, So uh, Dex on underdog here this weekend, what are we eyeing here? What are, what what sort of hires and lowers are we, are we thinking about? There's a lot of options. Um, My guy Ken sent me this slip from last week, which was good. And you'll notice the Daniel Jones over 0.5 total yards. They'll just give you free, free legs of parlays at underdog fantasy, which is great. Uh, so you can get hires and lowers, of course. Justin Jefferson's been pretty much free money all season. I mean, he's hit the over every single time. You can go to Underdog Fantasy, and when you use promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R, they'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. You can uh, send us these slips. You can win some nice little dough, you know, get a little sweat on for the Vikings games. Taking a look at the Vikings-Panthers game now, what do we got here for Justin Jefferson? What's it up to? It's 102. 99 and a half receiving oh, yards at underdog. Sorry. So it's go, it's gone down a little bit. Yeah. So you might want to lock that in now. If you're a, if you're a JJ fan, you want to get a little fun at underdog fantasy promo code score SKOR. They'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Let's also shout out our favorite van. that would be the Finch home solutions van here to help you with electrical issues. As we had a purple daily listener uh, hired Cody for a big project last week. That was mm-hmm. cool to see sent us in a little picture. In fact, he uh, he posed with the work that had been done in his Viking jersey. And you know why? Because there is nothing like the marriage of Purple Daily and Finch Home 
solutions. Cody is a huge Vikings fan, as is his entire team. And you know what Cody needs right now? Cody needs some good news because his football team ain't delivering. You know what's good news? When you call him or contact him and say, Finch Home Solutions, I heard about it on PD. I heard about it from Sports Dad, and I know that any electrical issues I have in my home, big or small, can be fixed. And, Cody, I know that you and your team are the ones to do it. And that is what makes them them happy. That's why that van shows up right in front of your house to get all of the work done. And right now offering the Finch Friends and Family Plan, one uh, free electrical inspection a year, which is incredibly important. Make sure your home is safe for you and your family. No dispatch fee. Priority on dispatching. So if you call with problem, guess where you are on that list with this plan? Number one. That's right. Numero uno. And a 10% discount on all work performed in your home. It's only $9.95 a month. Finch Home Solutions. Call them, 612-357-2604 or finchhomesolutions.com, finchhomesolutions.com. Uh, a shout-out to our friends at Fratelloni's. It is tailgating season here, folks. And Fratelloni's is one of the largest Weber dealers in Minnesota. They're here to help you kick off tailgating season the right way with a brand-new Weber grill. Easy propane powerhouses inside Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden. Twenty uh, Over 20 metro locations. You can also go to scorenorth.com and enter the keyword Weber to find out more. That was exclusive footage of Declan's Kebabs. Mm-hmm. Kebabs, some steak Bob's, on the grill. Burgers. Mr. Grilling. What did, what did I, uh, I, I cooked Mr. a tri-tip on there this week. That's a tough steak to cook. You know what? Talk a lot of me. indirect heat. You know what? A lot of Dex- indirect heat. It's a shame that you didn't didn't move to, to the park because I would have come to your house because it looks like you grill really well. I do. It's like a, you're way it's... too far away now. I drove out there a couple days ago. It's way too far away. But if you had been in the park, I would be at your house enjoying the grill as well, the Weber grill. So you can come to my house and go to my grill. But if you were grilling, I wouldn't be allowed. Or is it outside your house? So I would actually be allowed in. I don't grill. Don does. Oh, Don and does you, you'd be okay. more. Dude, I'm, I'm afraid of propane. Why? Those things, because those things can blow up in your face. I'm not going to risk my life. But you're happy to risk your wife's life. She won't take the chance. What am Football. I supposed to do? <laughs> I can't stop her. That's Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden. More than 20 metro locations. Curtis Moore says, "I listen to you guys every day. Great show. Thank you, Curtis. Appreciate you. I know you guys love your pets. I just had to put my 10 year old Bentley down. He was oh. diabetic." He used to follow me wherever I went, born on my birthday. I'm having a hard time getting over Bentley's death. Any Mm -hmm. ideas you can help to get my family through it? I mean, it sucks. I have been more sad losing pets in my life than most humans in my life. Oh, no question about it. I hate to say it, but exactly right. Exactly right. Um, I think what what we did after Holly died is you got to give it some time to, like, mourn it. But the one thing that I, I would say, and I do not mean this at all to sound callous, is consider another rescue dog when you yeah. feel that you're prepared. Um, the one thing, this is good. Again, this I don't mean to. I'm not trying to be flippant here, but I found, like, I agree with you. I actually got more emotional when my dog died than when people die. Ordinarily, I don't. Uh, it, I'm, I'm sure that that's some type of character flaw on my part. Um, but, but. I also found that getting another dog was so like helpful, like for lack of a better term, just to get a dog and that personality back 
in your home. It's such a breath of fresh air. Um, and that's the thing is you can't replace, you obviously can't replace people and their personality. It felt like with the dog thing that you sort of could, and it actually helped that transition. Yeah. And I think like, I love the rescue dog or like the humane society or rescue shelters. Cause if it's, it's not just doing something selfishly, I need a dog. You're helping right. them find a home too. So it's right. kind of a, a partnership, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, when, we had a couple cats, Tommy and Tigger, that died two years apart. And I was inconsolable for like a week after Tommy died because they're just part of your daily existence, you know? Mm-hmm. And they just doesn't matter with a dog, a cat, you can get mad at them and they, they forget about it 30 seconds later and they're back on your lap. So it's just, I don't know, man. I saw someone in the chat here say dogs are better than people. Agreed. Tough to fight that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they can't. Yeah. 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 So, so. Uh, hang in there, Curtis. You got a big community here. A lot of dog owners and pet owners here uh, on Purple Daily and across Scornor. So we're thinking about you, Curtis. But that's all we got here for this Feedback Friday, this live Feedback Friday. One more shout out to our friends over at Summit Orthopedics. So, you know, maybe you're a football player with an ankle problem that's kept you out of the first few games, even though you're making a lot of money. Maybe you could use a second opinion. Go into Summit Orthopedics. I'm not being specific. I'm just saying in general, you know, mm-hmm. no referrals are needed. They offer same day appointments. And if you're really hurting, they offer walk-in orthopedic urgent care seven days a week, starting at eight o'clock in the morning, plenty of time before a noon game across 25 locations in the twin cities, summitortho.com. That is summitortho.com. Thank you all for helping us get to 40,000 YouTube subscribers. Thank you for making purple daily. One of the most Popular football podcasts in America, according to the Apple charts. We will be again at Park Tavern in St. Louis Park on Sunday, eight o'clock doors open. We'll get there. I don't know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock to hang out with you guys, a watch party, and then a live Vikings vent line. We're looking forward to meeting as many of you as possible. And maybe the flag will make it'll be in the house. It's going to be, it's like the Stanley cup. It's going to be in the house. Maybe you can get your picture with the flag. (laughs) It's going to be in the house, Uh but, but will it wave? That's the question. It's up Find to the out. Vikings, man. It's up Find to the Vikings. Out. Some people might want the the tankers might want us to wave the flag if they lose and drop to zero and four. Okay. You know what? It's up to you guys. <laughs> Whatever. If you're zero and four and you're tanking for for Caleb, the flag can be waved. I'm just saying the flag will be at the Park Tavern. Yes. All right. Thanks for hanging out here. Uh, Feedback Friday live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel.